Hello and welcome to Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. We are doing podcast one sixty four, and we're going to be talking about Viper Phase One. Hello, Sean. How are you up there? All right, Vic. I'm all right. Thank you. Yes, Viper Phase One, a very good game, as you will find out when we mm. talk about it. Mm. I've not asked you your opinion on it, actually, so this will be a surprise to me and a surprise to the listeners. <laughs> I don't think it'd be much of a surprise to the listeners. Oh, you enjoy this vertical shoot 'em up Well, we'll get onto that later on anyway. How have you been, Sausage? <laughs> All right, thank you. Good, thank good. you, yes. I've got some big news, Vic. Oh, yeah? How big is it? On a scale of, on a, scale of a mouse to the size of whales, how big is your news? It's the size of Cardiff. Oh, so medium news. Go on then. No, massive. Yeah. Cardiff's big, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know, anyway. Yes, I have recently resigned from my position of deputy manager at Arcade Club. He says resigned. He means sacked. I wasn't sacked. <laughs> I'm not going to say much about it, but I really feel that it was the right thing for me to do and it was time to move on to something new. Keep on moving, what? don't stop, don't stop. Keep on what moving, what that's going to be, I don't know. But I'm, I'm spending a bit, a bit of time out, you know, to drink heavily and to Ooh. develop some kind of alcohol dependency, which would be good. But you are drinking responsibly heavily. Yeah, yeah, let's say that, yeah. Yeah, we'll say that, yeah. just for the kids listening. Yeah, I know there's something out there. I know there's something good. I, I, I love Arcade Club. I always will. I always love it. But it would be nice to be actually playing the games again and not just plugging them in. It'd be, in you'll the... be a punter. Yeah, be a punter again. Oh, hello, and can, punters. And I can play all the games. Yeah, without having to tell people to leave, get their drinks off and stuff. I'm still going to say that. Yeah, of course you'll. Yeah, no, no drinks on the phone. Sorry. No drinks on the machine, please, lads. It'll be, it doesn't matter. Get them off. Yeah. Do you work here? No. <laughs> I was in I was in Kingston last weekend and I was in one of the skate shops looking for a pair of vans. I was after some new shoes. And I had my normal sort of gear on, t shirt, shorts, vans, usual kind of thing. I was looking at some shoes and stuff, and this guy said to me, Do you work in it? I went, No, and he goes, Oh, you look like you do. I thought I looked at myself and went, Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> you got vans on. I had vans on, yeah. In a van shop. Yeah, so I did look like I worked there. And like an old skateboarder, maybe. Talking of vans. Talking of vans. Cars. cars. I was driving That's a very... The... Mm. Yeah, it's not a good segue, that is. Not is really. It? I was driving along the M66 and something came off... This is a few... Well, maybe a week ago. Something came off a car in front, like a lump... A of lump? Rusted, of rusted metal or something off the exhaust. Right. Went straight through our plastic grill on the SEA and hit the radiator Oof. and it's cost 433 quid to repair this plastic radiator what? Repair, the, repair the plastic grill and the little the radiator was all right it wasn't Jeez. damaged and the, the front sensor he says it was missed it by millimeters or it would have been like you know like remortgaging time you know what these oh, cars are so yeah i, I thought you know, I, I didn't want to claim on the insurance because it just skyrockets, doesn't it? Depends. Sometimes depends. Yeah. If we're talking about crap things that have happened to us, yeah. I've been eaten alive by mosquitoes. It's that time of year again. I've got. I look like some sort of addict. Look at my look at my leg. Look at it, Sean. I'm showing you my leg. Oh, it's God. covered in massive bites because I'm slightly allergic to insect bites. I've had it before, where like orange pus weeps out of the wounds. And it just, it just knocks me out. Last night, I fell asleep 
watching something on TV, which I never normally do, because I was so tired, because it just, it just zaps the life out of me. It's really weird. Especially after I have antihistamine to try and calm them down. I just flat out knackers me. Is it, is it when you're at home or at work or what? Where- this was at home, because the other night, Tori was, was just sat there, and she goes... And she just made a load of noise. I went, what's wrong? And she goes, that is the biggest mosquito I've ever seen. I said, what are you on about? She goes, I thought it was a moth, but it's not. It's a mosquito. And I, fa- I actually found it and squashed it. It's about half an inch long. It was massive. And when I squashed it on this bit of paper, there was loads of blood all over it. That's my blood. I wanted it back. Horrible <laughs> things. I hate wow. mosquitoes. And they, they always go for me. My ankle is absolutely swollen at the moment. And my other foot. don't know why they go there. But I even sprayed myself with insect repellent last night before I went to bed, and it still they still got to the bit that wasn't sprayed. Idiots, mosquitoes. We don't get many in Blackburn. They're just they're not bothered. We just, we just scare them off with our northern power. Yeah, I need some of that. Well, talking <laughs> of northern power, I will be having some northern power the next time we speak on the podcast because I will be in Glasgow, living there. Wow. Things things are going ahead. And I will be living up there before the end of June, put it that way. Right. So that's going ahead. Uh, do you need a cleaner? Ask him for a friend. I actually do need a cleaner. All right, I'll head up. Yeah, you can <laughs> clean our wonderful apartment. <laughs> and you can polish my arcade machines for me. Yeah, so that that's going on. That's the thing going on. Uh, so we'll have to do all that wonderful thing soon, which is not great. I hate moving. It's horrible. It's stressful. Mm. hopefully things are going to get a little bit easier now everything's done and dusted we've got somewhere to live we've got a new job starting in July same kind of thing as I'm doing now only for much less money obviously but I shouldn't need as much money because things are cheaper up mm. there um, so yeah that, that's going ahead it'd be interesting because um, the place we want to live is going to be really cool when we actually we're going to rent for a little bit and then buy a little bit later on and We've seen a lot of places really cool, but not a lot's coming up in Scotland at the moment, especially in Glasgow, because it's quite popular and not that many people are selling. So in the future, definitely going to be buying there. Um, but yeah, after the end of June, we'll be up there. And it's my birthday at the end of June as well. Yeah, it's the same every year, though, isn't it? It's all I want for my birthday is just a day off. It's all I want. I don't want anything. I just want a day off to do nothing. It'd be nice. But I don't think I'm going to get one. Oh, on that day... I'm supposed to be down in Twickenham again, getting my second coronavirus anti, anti uh, vaccination. So I have to try and bring mm-hmm. that forward before I go because I don't want to have to come down here again. It's a pain. I've got mine next week now. Oof. My second one. Jan's had hers. Wife's had hers. Her second one. Oh, she was uh, absolutely fine. The second one. I oh, was okay. a bit a bit flu with the first one, but not too bad. You're always a bit wobbly. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's get on to some arcade stuff, because this is an arcade podcast. Um, I've been doing a few little things. One of them, can you remember, with my little Asteroids Cabaret cab, I bought the Braze kit, which gives you Asteroids, Asteroids Deluxe, and Lunar Lander. On a send little PCB, you plug into one of those uh, main PCBs. And I've got an Asteroids Deluxe in my cab, and I've got an Asteroids Deluxe one. So I can play Asteroids, Asteroids Deluxe, and nobody wants to play Lunar Lander, so no one plays it. But what happens is when you turn, when you put the cab, and it's always been like this since I've had it, when you put the cab into test mode inside, you're supposed to get like the cross hatch up and everything, but on this it's got its own little test mode. But it kept jumping in and out of test mode and going berserk. 
it would, it would make a load of beeps, which it should do in a certain way, but then the screen would just flash on and off between test mode, and it wouldn't go into test mode. So I couldn't adjust the screen properly, and I couldn't adjust the amount of lives. So it's just set to five lives for everything. I wanted to set it for three standard. And I don't want you know people like Mr. Trainers coming around, spotting that, and then accusing me of stuff. You know what he's like. Mm, yeah. So I've been trying to do it, and I got onto Nes, uh, Phil Nest for Life because he's an expert with the asteroids um, and the, the vectors nowadays. He's done really well with those. He's just basically taught himself how to do stuff. So I got onto him, and he was kind enough to give me a video phone call. And I was in the back of the cab with an extension lead and looking at various things and poking things and you know seeing if there was there was activate if there was. Um, stuff going on with a certain chip which goes to the, the test mode button. And Phil was sort of explaining it to me, and I, I understood exactly what was going on with it, because it, from the, the edge, the board edge connector, where the pin is attached to the test switch, it goes to this certain... It goes to a load of resistors first, and it goes to this certain chip. So we're testing the chip, and things weren't happening on it. It should be happening. And then when we, we bridged a certain part of it, it was working, and the test mode was working. So, right, okay, I'll bridge that and try it again. Thanks very much, did it. And then it didn't work properly. It just still didn't work. So I said to Phil, it's probably that chip then. Shall I replace it? He said, yeah, okay. And Phil kindly sent me a chip as well, because he had a spare one. It's only like a, an LS251, 74 LS251. They're about a pound fifty, two quid, something like that. Not a lot of money, little IC, 12-leg thing, 16-leg thing, whatever it was. So I snipped it away, carefully unsoldered all the pins, pulled them out, put a socket in there, put this new chip in, works a treat. Absolutely brilliant. It was the first time I've ever been into that test mode to adjust things, and it's working perfectly now. That's really, really good. That's a, that's a fix, Sean. That's good, isn't it? I like a fix. Mm. Yeah, so that was a quite an easy fix, actually, when we actually worked out what it was, and Phil worked out really quickly, because he can read schem- schematics and all that. He's good. I like um, I like asteroids and deluxe. Not as much as asteroids, but I do think oh, I when do. we played it, I think it's a definitely a worthy sequel. Definitely. Yeah, I like deluxe a little bit better because you have got the extra ships you can you can that chase you around, and you have got the shield as well, which is yeah. better than the use useless instant death hyperspace or whatever it's called. Once you play asteroids and you go to deluxe, the, the inertia is different, and it takes you about a week to get used to it. And then going back to Asteroids... It, no, it's I'm just, just terrible at both, so it doesn't really matter to me. Great games. They are. Uh, they were really quite, good quite ones. popular, apparently, then. Yeah, absolutely. I have also installed Groovy Arcade on the PCB... On the, sorry, the PC inside my Vertical Pony failed. Remember, it failed again with Windows. It's the second yeah. time it's done it. You might already know this, Sean, but I hate Windows. Yes. <laughs> that Windows version was read-only, so it can't write anything to the C drive. It writes it on a, a partition to the D drive. And you're supposed to be able to, you know, all intents and purposes, you can just turn it off at the wall and nothing bad happens. And it killed itself. It died. It had, it had one job to play main. It had one job, and it couldn't even do that properly. Mm. There's nothing else on that PC. Cut down version of Windows 7 main that's it that's all it ever does day in day out and it still couldn't do it rubbish (laughs) i've installed on your recommendation groovy arcade which is a linux port uh it's it's got groovy arcade it's got the ooh, what is it front end front end on it 
add V main plus a similar. It's a it's a very simple front end. It's track mode, isn't it? It's very similar. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's dead easy. It's very just dead easy. easy. And I actually installed it on the hard drive because I thought, why not? The PC is never going to work properly with Windows on there. I couldn't I couldn't you know get it back working? It's just blue screen of death every time you turn it on. So mm. I put it on there, and I've only been using it on a on the screen in this room, which is just an LCD thing. And it seems quite good so far. I've, I've not put all my ROMs on there. I'm, I'm going to sort of put a hundred or so on there, you know, ones I really like. And then I'll put it to CGA mode and put it in the cab. But I don't have time before I leave now to do that. So, mm. but it seems pretty good. And also, the thing I like to do with with a, a computer like that is just to turn it off. And apparently, just turn it off. It's not a problem. It doesn't corrupt. People have, have no problem with it. So I'm going to see how it goes. Just see how it goes. Not worry right, about it. Yeah, but I've. I I think I told you didn't I think I told you last time that I put I tried Groovy Arcade again yeah and and I put an old hard drive in to install it on but all the ROMs yes. and everything everything was on the old hard drive that's really useful isn't it? Groovy, yeah so it just it found all the folders picked it all up and cool I've left I've left it I didn't install Groovy Arcade I've left it booting oh off the USB. Yeah, because I think it's quicker because it's a slow. Wow. It's a it's a really slow hard drive, it's like a five thousand four hundred RPM thing. So it's, yeah. it doesn't load quick. It takes I don't know five or ten seconds to load a game. But I'm not bothered. Ooh, I'm not bothered. I can't be waiting that long. We've got things to do. But it's yeah, it's just it's a lot easier than I think with Groovy Mame. You've got to keep swapping between. LCDs and that to set up the calamities drivers and stuff and all that, haven't you? And yeah, and to, I don't to set, be up, doing that. set up. And this is just it's all there, it's all built in. The drivers, it's all for you, yeah, it's really quick and mm. clever. So I'll try that one out, see how it goes anyway. I have also refitted, uh, you know, I got the Trimline Invaders, yes, you did mention it. I've got the new control panel overlay for it. Uh, Muddy Music did for me. It's lovely. And I replaced the joystick because the original joystick in there was like a mechanical lever, but it was quite mm. worn. I could actually make a new one if I wanted to, but I didn't really have time to make it. So what I've done is I've kept the original one. It's in the coin box. Kept hold of that. Nothing wrong with it. And I've put a... Oh, I don't know what it was. It's just like a, a Japanese copy stick in there, which I've got in the Phoenix as well. And it's got a gate on the bottom, a two-way gate. So you just go left and right with it. And I made the shaft a little bit shorter, longer. I had to make it longer to fit on the wood because I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to have to machine in the wood away. I've left it original still inside, so I had to make mm. a longer shaft for it and put a thirty mil ball top on there, which is you know smaller than standard because it's the same size as the original. And it works a treat. It works really nice. If it was nice and tight on there now, lovely. So that's all uh, all together, which is good. I also, ooh, I should do that in the pickups. Maybe that one. I was also been to Scotland again. I had to go be going up and down to Scotland a little bit for work interviews and looking at houses and stuff like that. So we went up a couple of weekends ago. And as is usual, on the way back, I have to go and see Mr. 20 to 5 because he's on the way. Saw Mr. 20 to 5. I had a look in his uh, game room because we're actually allowed in the house now. You know, th- those restrictions have been lifted. Yes. And he's got a lovely little game room. You've been in there? I've just seen a video of it. I think Ooh. it was him. Lovely, a little yeah. place. Yeah, I like yeah. it. He's got a centipede upright. He's got um. Well, this is one game that stood out for me. He's got the Invaders. You know the Zachariah version of Space Invaders. Yeah. The cab looks very similar to a Taito cab, but it's got 
buttons rather than a joystick, which is not the Japanese, which has got the American version buttons, green buttons on it, and it's got the invaders on the side. But the PCB inside it is very different. It doesn't run proper Space Invaders. It runs the Invaders, which is their version of Space Invaders. And it's uh-huh. a really good version. And on the actual hardware, the sounds are really good. The game feels a little bit glitchy because you see little sparkles on the screen, but I've, I've noticed they always do that. I don't know why. And it actually runs on a 2650 CPU, which is a pinball CPU. It's not, it's not the 8080 like you know the old 70s one that the, the proper Space Invaders uses. But I really enjoy The Invaders. I really enjoy it on proper hardware. It's a really good little game. It's Space Invaders, but different, but different in a good way. And the only thing that annoys me a little bit is I can't play it at home because you can't get it to work in a cab unless you had unless you had the actual board. And it's it's a really weird board. It's got loads of like pin headers on it rather than an edge connector. So you'd have to make a behemoth of a of an adapter to work in a normal cab. Mm. And on MAME, it's absolutely rubbish. It's really bad on MAME. The collision detection's terrible. There's hardly any sound effects. It's just not very good on MAME at all. And that's probably why people don't think The Invaders is any good. It's absolutely brilliant on a proper cabinet. It's absolutely brilliant. I love it. Well, Zachariah did loads of pinballs, didn't they? So they did, yeah. probably used some of their pinball components for that. But The Invaders was officially licensed from Taito. But they just basically yeah. made their own box. So oh, don't worry, we'll make our own. <laughs> just use your imagery and the kind of game. Yeah, really enjoy playing that, Neil's. He's got a nice centipede as well. And he's got a... Ooh. Is it uh, not an egret? He's got a Astro City, I think, as well, cabinet. And an Asteroids tabletop. And loads of things in there as well. A lovely place. It's a really nice um, shelving unit. It's lighty up shelving units with stuff oh, on Oh, yeah, with all the consoles in. Mm, I remember yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Very nice, Mr. 20 to 5. I'll have to have a mini-meet round there at Cumbria Way. Do you know what? It's only an hour and a half from Glasgow. I will be visiting more often. Sorry, Neil. You're going to get more visits. It's about... It's not that far from me. It's probably similar. Yeah, it depends where he so. is in Cumbria. Mm. Is he like South Cumbria? Is that the Lake District? He is in... Carlisle. He's in Carlisle. I remember now. Remember yes, now, yeah. so we're going to visit him en masse. That was enjoyable. And also, less enjoyable thing I had to do that day as well, I had to go and see you. <laughs> At the club. Of course it was more enjoyable. Um, yeah, I had to go and see you. I, I dropped by the club, and as usual, you had people in your ear, because you were working or trying to work, and trying to talk to me at the same time. So what we're going to have to do is, when I'm settled, we will have a proper evening at Arcade Club where we'll be both punters and we can have some quality time. I cannot wait. Because yeah. you were obviously working the last few days there and you had to... You're a bit, Arcade Club's always busy. And it just opened that week, hadn't it, as well? That weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. so it was busy. But yeah, I didn't actually even get a chance to... I got to go in quickly, use the toilet and come out again because we had to get back. We had like another three and a half hours driving to get back. I've been yeah. driving all morning anyway. But yeah, it was nice to see some people. I saw Andy for a little bit. I had a chat to him very quickly because he was off. I talked to you for a bit and you were busy. I saw... Who else did I see? Oh, we saw Tony as well inside, which is nice. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And yeah, we're going to have to be go in there and have a proper... Not a fleeting visit, a proper visit very soon. Next mm. couple of months, I reckon. And hopefully everything will be um, better in Berry as well because Berry's having a bit of time with the corona again, isn't it? Yes, and Blackburn is actually. Oh dear. Stay safe, kids. 
It's the top top one in the country. Oh God, don't hear that. It was it was as of mm. me seeing the news earlier on. Yeah, so it's not great. It's getting better, but it's not. It's still not still a, a bit of a way to go. I think. Be careful, people. Be careful. Oh, the other thing I've done as well is I have been finishing up some very special aluminum. <laughs> And anodized Vectrex controllers. I made some of these quite a few years ago now. I've only made 10 of these things. Uh, there's no purchase list, so please don't ask for any. You're not going to get one. And these have gone to very important persons. With my current work situation, I'm going to a new place. I doubt any more of these will ever be made. Because I don't think I'll ever get permission to do them anymore. So these are the last ones. I did a very special one for Whitney. I did a very special one for Thomas Sontowski, who's a big Vectrex guy, did the Vec Fever. They've both gone off. Uh, the other ones are all black, and they'll be going to their prospective owners very soon. And yeah, I think I've got two left to do. I've run out of parts, and I'll have to do them when I get set up in a new place. And I'm going to start doing controllers again in the next few months. But they are very nice. I haven't got one to show you here, Sean, but I, I'm sure I'll put pictures and links to my Instagram and all that lot. Stuff. But, but have you got Instagram? Yes, Instagram. I haven't Say got that Instagram. That you say Instagram. Instagram. Instant <laughs> how many grams? How many grams? Forty, and they're instant. Instant grams. Yes, I'm on Instagram, yeah. and all my pictures are joysticks. That's all they are ever. It's joysticks everywhere. It's too much social media. I, I, I am on. I have signed up to Instagram for summer. It's good to scroll through looking at people's stuff, especially if they make things. It's very good for that, and it's quite a good vibe on there. There's no. I think if you if you start being difficult, they will bin you quite quickly, and you get told off and banned. So it's quite nice. Everyone's really supportive of each other, and it's been nice ever since I started. It's been, I've had no problems at all with it, unlike some of the others. Mm. So yeah, um, I'll put some pictures on Instagram for that. Actually, and put the link to it. But yeah, they're really nice things. Really nice. Uh, well, a couple of other things I've been doing. I've been making good use of my time. Oh yeah, because you always. are doll scum at the moment, aren't you? I've been today. I watched Dale Winton's supermarket sweep. Oh, he's good. Is he still alive? No, yeah, he's not. Oh, they're all so, dead now. This is they're like, all dead now, Sean. This was so old. It was in four three aspect. All dead. But it's, it's such a fast moving show. It's really. I, like, why have I not watched it before? It's really good. It's I, 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 I thought you were joking. You actually watch Supermarket Sweep on Challenge? Yeah, on Challenge oh, FM. Sure. Get a job. And the women who won it, they found £2,000 behind some nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> In the shop. you got to run around the shop just going mad and they found £2,000. Is that like a bonus nuggets or something? It was bonus, some bonus round or whatever. Anyway, oh, God. Um, I might watch a few more of them for but, some but, apparent... But why, why though? Why? I, I'm not sure. Anyway, first restaurant meal of the year. We, we, we booked somewhere, one of our favourite places, which is not too far away. Guess what I had, Vic? Pie. Pie and chips. Fish upon the chips. Oh, oh proper classic. chips. Fish, homemade mushy peas, homemade tartar sauce. Tartar. Oh, it's fantastic. And a pint of proper draft beer. Oh. Good God! Stay classy, Sean. Stay classy. It was excellent, and also nice. been for a few more, few more country walks. We're still doing that. Uh huh. We like to get out and about. Well, that's all I've been up to. You will have to come and visit me in Glasgow because there are so many country parks there. It's unreal. We walked around a few last time, and it is glorious up there. You'll love it. Yeah, I think it's 
is it slower paced than London? I would imagine yeah. it is a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it seems to have a, a nicer community spirit, uh, mm. a little bit trendier in certain places, coffee shops and brunchy places and nice staff and parks for dog and that lot. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I'm really looking forward to exploring. Mm. Mm. We'll good. have you up, son. We'll have you up for a little get-together and stuff. It'd be great. That'd be good. That'd be good. Mm. Hello, I would like to know what are the games you've been playing? A lot. So, what games have you been playing lately? Um, not a lot, actually. I've just been playing Viper Phase 1 a lot. Yeah. And I felt like shooting people in face. So right I've been playing, in face. been playing Borderlands 2 with a mouse and keyboard, which is just nice for a little blast. Is that a PC one? I, I've never played it. I never it's, will play it's it. It's an open world thing. It's full of humour and... It's just something I like dipping into every now and then. Yeah. On th- on PC or 360? You can get it on the 360, can't you? It's on a Linux laptop, actually. Oh, okay. It, it runs fine, yeah. I'm staring at an Xbox 360. I got um, I had from a while, and Ali gave me loads of bits for it, Mr. Retro Hunter. And it's basically my Geometry Wars 2 machine. That's all it's for. Mm. That's all it's for. I did play that gem thing. Is it Bejeweled? Yeah. God, that's addictive. Keep it away from me. It's such a good little game. I love it. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the original, but it's the big one. You know, the one that everyone knows. Oh, it's great. But arcade stuff, I've been playing something quite new, and it's not out until, I think, the 20th of June, officially. I, I got hold of it early. This is the Donkey Kong Barrel Palooza. It's basically a hack of the arcade ROM, and it just plays random versions of the first level. You know the Gerda level on Donkey Kong? Mm-hmm. But what it is, it's actually for the, the Donkey Kong Kong League. So some really good players, and people not so good even, all play in a the league. They do competitions, and they have different competitions every couple of months, I think. And what it is, is just basically just get as, you know, play it on Wolfmame so you can record it as an imp file and, you know, see who can get the best. But it's, some of it is really difficult, some easy, you know, some for better players. But this one is just the first level, but it's got different, it's got, I think it's got 12 different levels. One of them is called the Steering Bonus. You can get more steerable barrels. Yeah. One of them is called Into the Dark. This is evil, right? It's an insane level where the lights go off and all you can see is the barrels rolling on the girders. You can't see where any of the the ladders are. And every sort of four seconds, they flick the lights sort of flicker so you can see where the the, the ladders are. But you know where the ladders are because the barrels come down the ladders unless you're standing under it when it comes down. So that's quite difficult, that one. Crazy Kong, which is the layout from Crazy Kong, because it's a bit different. The old, is it uh, different? Yeah, Crazy Kong is quite a bit different, yeah. Oh, I, thought, I thought the first level was the same. Didn't no, I? no, there's a, there's a gap in it, and there's different bits where you get the hammer. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, about yeah it. there is. Um, there's one called More Wild. You get lo- loads more wild barrels than normal. At Pauline's Heart, you have to go down from the top of the level, get the heart, and then go back up again. Because it won't Oof. reveal the ladder until you get the heart. So you have to go back down and go back up again, which is quite fun. Uh, there's one called Both Hammers, which you've got to collect both the hammers before the last ladder at the top will appear. Slow Barrels, which is a really weird one. It throws in some really slow barrels, as well as the normal paced ones, so it really messes your jumping timing up. It's really odd. Mm-hmm. There's one called Reverse Run, which is this first level, but in reverse. Everything's reversed. So you, you start from the right and go left to start with. It's odd. Uh, shifted girders is just a different layout. Uh, springtime, which is got a stupid... You know the springs from the spring level? 
It's got one of them flying mm. down the screen at random places, which is a pain in the arse. And also a, a really weird one called anti-gravity. So one of the girders is slanted upwards. So when the barrels roll on it, instead of rolling down quickly, they roll quite slowly upwards, which really messes you up as well. It's really odd. Each board on each level is chosen randomly and also a random difficulty level from one to five. So, you know, the levels on Donkey Kong go up to five and then it stays that, that difficulty all the way along. Yeah. It'll give you random boards on random levels as well. It's quite fun. It's quite challenging, especially if you like Donkey Kong, getting used to these different levels. Rather than just playing the same thing over and over, it's different, quite a bit different. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I think my best score is just under 50,000. 50, but obviously, yeah. after like one day of people playing it, someone got 330,000 on it. I think someone's probably got a million on it already. God. Oh, I'll tell you what else I've been playing. I forgot. I've been playing a bit of Mouser again just to see if oh, I've still got, still got that old magic. And uh, No, I haven't. It's gone. Uh-oh. But it come, it come back again after a bit. Have you beat your it's world gone. record yet? I've, the one on MAME I've beat. Uh, not on MAME, sorry. On What's-Its-Face. Twin Galaxies. I've beat, beaten that. I've just never submitted it. Yeah, I think you should. Cool. Yeah. It could be world record holding Holly. If someone beats it, I can I can post this one. Yeah. But I, I could, what, I, what I thought... Have I, it in I your back the, pocket. I think the world record was 229 that I've got. But I actually got 336 a few days later. Wow. And I always, I always thought, oh, I'll beat that and then post another one. But I've never beat it. <laughs> yeah, you got it on video, though. Or did you imp file it? I've got it. I've got it as a wolf mame IMP. Got oh, it. nice official. Don't mm. lose it. Don't lose it. That's cool. I've been. I've been playing as well. Oh, I played because I was playing a certain game, which is going to go on for next month's uh, challenge. I was playing a game that's similar to. It. I was playing a game called Guzzler. Have you played that before? It's a maze game. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's a maze game by who makes it? Ooh, I forgot now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Guzzle Soft. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that. It's a good little game, and we're going to do that one day. I do like that one. I remember listening to No Quarter years ago doing it. They did it, and it's a nice little game, actually. It's fun, but it's it's a little bit similar to the one we're going to do soon. Any road up. Arcade news. Now, the first one is a previously thought lost game has turned up. It's Universal's Mrs. Dynamite. Tee-hee! Had to do that. <laughs> it's the law. And it's come out on Main 232, which is the brand new version of Main. This is a lost Universal game that was shelved due to bad arcade trials back in the day, apparently. It's basically a Bomberman game before Bomberman was even thought about. Three years before Bomberman this came out. If you played, if you had time to play it yet, or just watch the video of it. I've played it. There's a barrel pushing thing going on as well, isn't there? Yes. What's that? Is that like a Higamaru thing? Or? Not quite. It's just to get in your way, really. That, that bit doesn't really work that well. But the actual bombing bit of it is a lot of fun. I do like this game a lot. It's good. It's a good one. Uh, is it janky, though? Well, it's old. 1982. It's perfectly functionable. <laughs> I like it. It could be janky, kids. It could be janky. That should be our... We'll get it on a T-shirt. It could be janky. <laughs> Another good thing, I, I quite like this. I don't know if you'll like it or not. Um, Taito have announced Egret 2 Mini. It reached on March 2nd, 2022. It's a year, nearly a year ahead yet. It's basically 
uh, a mini version of the arcade cabinet that appeared in 1996. It's desktop size. It's the same kind of sized as that Sega Astro City they did recently. But this one looks a yeah. lot nicer because the screen actually fits the bezel a bit better. It's more in proportion. Mm. But the good thing about this, which I really like, this is Taito doing it right, I think. You can take the screen. You press the screen in. It's only a little LCD, of course. You press it in, and it pops out on a spring. You turn it 90 degrees and pop it back in again. It's brilliant. It's going to be about, they reckon there's going to be about 40 classic Taito games on it. They haven't announced all of them yet, but you know Bubble Bobble's going to be there. You know Space Invaders going to be there. Lunar Rescue's going to be on there, and a ton of others. I'm really looking forward. I think I might buy this one, you know. I might buy this one. Because another good thing they're going to do with it is it's going to have an SD card. So you know someone's going to hack it. Well, they might yeah, even release yeah. extra packs for it, official packs for the game, which would be quite nice. And you can play them in the correct orientation, which is the best thing. But also, they're going to release some spinner and trackball games, like Arkanoid and um, Irritating May, stuff like that. But what they're doing is they're also releasing a little mini control panel for it. It doesn't actually swap with the original, which is uh, a joystick and six buttons. It just goes in front of it. It's a USB. And I can bet everyone who's got a Mister is going to be buying these and using them with Mister because it'll have a spinner and a trackball on it and some buttons. So they're mm. actually producing the proper control panel for the game, but you won't be able to swap it around. I bet people hack it so you can, though. I bet they will. But this looks really neat. What do you think of it? Do you like it, or is it too small for you? It looks okay. It's it's difficult to judge the size from that, isn't it? Is it a Raspberry Pi size thing, or is it a bit bigger? A little bit bigger, I think. I think the screen is five inches on it. Oh, it's not too bad, is it? So it's very it's similar right. to the the Astro City one that's released recently, but that one had a bit of a smaller screen, and it looked too small in the bezel. This one's got good proportions to the bezel. It looks really nice. The way you can just click it in spring it out, turn it around and click it back in again. I love that. It's really mm, nice. Bit of a nice gimmick, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I do like it. I think it's only when really... St- uh, wife was looking into buying one. You can pre-order them from Japan, but it's going to be like 200 quid delivery. So, <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God. But I have some contacts in Japan. So, it, yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen. Treat yourself. Egret 2. Egret 2. Egret 2. I saw an egret the other day. We get them at the uh, the place where I walk the dog. A bold egret? No, no. A white egret. Oh. Egret 1, I think it is. <laughs> it's a burb. Very nice. Any more arcade news, Sean? Yes. There's a new version of a game. No, no. I'm just making it up. No. You're rubbish. No, nothing. Rubbish. Nothing. I can't even think quick tonight. A bit tired. Yeah, I can't think quick normally anyway, but slower tonight. When I get zapped by these mosquitoes, it it just zaps me. It zaps all the life out of me. I fell asleep last night. Any road up? Biscuits with you. Biscuits with you. I learned about you. Biscuits with you. Phil Ness for Life's been on about the biscuit review, your daft biscuit review. Yes. And he reckons we should start suggesting pairing biscuits with arcade games like wines for particular meals. A wine pairing. Jam for motherboards. PCBs. I, I do believe that shooters go well paired with digestive varieties. Um, platformers with the hobbledrops, but I particularly like the shooting games. <laughs> it makes sense, obviously. 
Oh, Phil also reckons that Fox's half-coated milk chocolate cookies go well with Arkanoid Tournament, but he's not tried any vanilla Arkanoid with them yet. That must that will make a difference, I think. Could do. Could improve your daily powers on the on the on the dial. Anyway, never mind any of that biscuit rubbish, right? Have you tried one of these yet? Have you seen this? A this dame. is a dime bar, which is a Swedish thing. You usually get them in the IKEA, but it's sweeties. Caramel latte limited edition. Oh, God, they're good. Is it good? I like dime bars anyway, but we put a bit of coffee in it. Oh my God. Oof. Lovely. Yeah, sounds all right. Oh, it's so nice. At least it's not salted caramel. I need to get like 400 of them before they run out. Oh, oh yeah. I, I did that once with something. Uh, something on special offer and I filled me, I filled me cupboard up with them. Is it called Vice Versa something like that? Are they still going? I don't think so. Probably, they probably were limited. A white chocolate and a, a, a buster of the colour chocolate. Milk. Orange. To get orange chocolate Blue. together. Blue chocolate. They were called Vice Versa. I loved them and I knew they were limited edition. I got loads. So he's noshed a lot. Yeah. Oh, Vic. Ooh, ooh. I had some excellent biscuits and you'll like it. Cause Tell me all about eight, them. There's only eight in a pack, so they're posh. Yeah. I got Fox's Fabulous Triple Chocolate Cookies. Oof. Nothing nothing fantastically special, but what they've done, they've done it right. Were they thick? Were they yeah. thick with chocolate? Yeah, and they've got white bits, I think a bit of red, chewy bits, Oof. chocolate bits, Love a chewy brown bit. chocolate. Uh, and they were, like a, they were like that thick, kids. That thick. That. Did they have heft to them? When you picked them yes. up, you went, mmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so mm. it was like picking up three digestives and munching on them. It are good. Ooh. I can Sounds recommend good. them. I had them in two sittings. I think there's none left. None left around me. I had them in two sittings. So I had I had four and then another four. You were looking around like a caveman, looking around for bones in your cave. Then, yeah, I'm def- I've definitely eaten them all. Damn you it. are looking to see if there's one just stray biscuit lying around. I've got whatever I've got in there. No, it's only chewing gum over there. Dang. Not to worry. Chewing gum's rubbish compared to biscuits. Rubbish. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> What's in Victor's wallet? We don't know. Let's find out, shall we? Ooh. Right. My my wallet, it has, it's been taking a small battering at the moment, but the next time we do the podcast, it'll have taken a massive battering. I'm buying two items, which we will not speak about until the next podcast. They are very mm. exciting. Very exciting. But the first one for this podcast is I bought a game, I actually bought a game, a, a downloadable game, called Super Jetpack DX for Game Boy Colour. Have you seen it? Have you played it? No, but it's, it's by um, Quang, isn't it? A Sobitech. Yes. Yeah. We know him. We've seen him at the shows. He's a lovely yeah. lad. And mm. he made his own game up. And you could buy the game with a proper cartridge, box, everything. But I just opted to pay him, I think it was 10 quid, or 12 quid, something like that, for the ROM for it, because I'm going to put it on one of my multi-game cartridges for my Game Boy Advance I bought. And that is my next pick, is I bought this here. Let me show you it. A bright orange Game Boy Advance, the original Game Boy Advance. And, oh, my God, they've got bad screens, haven't they? Yes. They are very terrible. I'm going to get a new screen. I'm going to get one of those IPS screens, ISP screens. IPS, yeah. I, I had one of them, and I had a, I've still got it somewhere, a, a Game Boy Advance SP, the clamshell thing. Yes, I've got mine scr- somewhere. The screen one. is a lot better. Yeah, what people tend to do, which is wrong really, is they used to take those screens out of the clamshells and put them in them, which ruins the clamshell ones, obviously. But you can mm. get 
proper reproduction screens out, which are a lot nicer and a lot um, better for the batteries. So you can get one with like 10 brightness levels on it. I'm going to get one of those for it soon. But yeah, it's really it's a really nice game, that Jetpack DX. It's really cool. It's obviously based on the original old Ultimate Play of the Game Jetpack. It's a really smart little game. I really like it. Well worth the money, kids. Go and buy it. I, I've got a pickup. I've got a few pickups. Oh, yeah. This, 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 uh, this is proper arcade pickup. I've got some arcade Hello. slippers. Listen in, kids. Gather around. Gather around. I've got some arcade slippers. They're just like normal slippers, but you have to put 10p in them to make them work. Oh, so you just stand there in the kitchen until you put 10p mm. in them. And then... How long does the credit last? It, it depends how much walking you do. It's normally about t- 20 minutes. Yeah. And then you have to put another 10p in. Sure. Sure. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh, I've just dear. thought of one other thing, actually. It is a sartorial pick as well. Uh, mm. A friend of ours who works in Asda, uh, up in Bra- I think in Bracknell, she saw a wife the other day all met up to do something while I was at home. Uh, I was doing something. And she got me a T-shirt. Because they were doing them as they did them for half price. It's one of the, their George range. It was a mm. fully licensed 1978 Space Invaders T-shirt, black with a oh. yellow print on. It's really nice. Five quid they are. So if they got them in Asda, go and get them quick. If it's half price, it's just half size. So you had to stitch yeah, it's just, two it's just it's just like a crop top. <laughs> you had to stitch two of them together. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Five quid, bargain. Nice looking thing it is. I like it a lot. Mm. So yeah, if you've got an Asda close, you go and see if they've got them those t-shirts there. They're good. Space Invaders. It will never catch on. Never. A weird name. Listener feedback. Got some feedback. Lots of feedback. Do you want to do the first one? Yes, it's from Mr. Tronads. Uh-oh. And he's saying Uh-oh. about the last game. The biggest takeaway from the last 10 pence arcade podcast was that Lasso is only spelt with one O. Yeah, yeah. The biggest takeaway is spelling. From mm. all our hard work, Tronads, the biggest takeaway was spelling. Thank you very much. It was a bit <sighs> janky, though, weren't it? <sighs> a rumph. I like Lasso. I loved it. Really like that little game. It is janky, but it's got charm. Charm. The next one is from Mr. Darren Hatton. And this is about the read only Linux Groovy Main. He says, Years ago, it was very, very simple. You just added sync in the MS tab config file ref to the drive you wanted to protect the power off. I do not know what he's on about. But these <laughs> days, there are more serious speed implications in doing that, so no one does it anymore. He had a quick look at using at it using Debian live build and expanding from that, but to be honest, he couldn't be bothered with something you get no pleasure in doing or supporting. And Sean is so right in saying it's only a couple of key combos to shut down. So to summarise, Victor, you're just being anal. Uh, up yours, Darren. I like, <laughs> I like to say up yours to the listeners now and again. Um, I want it to behave like an arcade machine, not like a PC. I'm a purist. I'm an unapologetic purist. I want the thing to look like an arcade machine. I don't want to be clicking things. Don't be using a keyboard. I want it to act like an arcade machine from 1984. That's all I want. You can shut it down with with just with just the I think it's button four on your on your panel. Yeah, and the start and select buttons. Just just shut it down. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I've got three cares? buttons on my panel. So what I do is just turn it off the wall and don't care about it. Don't care. Three buttons. I've got four buttons. You you did me a four button panel, didn't you? So I don't think we're ever going to do Street Fighter, are we? We might do. I do Samurai Showdown. But we do, we do need to do a fighting game, don't we? We should do one yeah. one day. MVS game fighters are all like four buttons, aren't they? Like yeah, yeah, there's Mark quite a lot of, the of them as well. Some good ones, some good ones. King of King of Fighters. 
Yeah. yeah. Last Blade's a good one as well. And Wacky Wacky 7 is one of my favourites. Maybe we'll do that one day. Hmm. Does it have points? Yeah. Like yeah a point yeah. system? Yeah, we could do you get that. Get a score on it, yeah. We'll do it one day. Right, we've got Mr. Deadlock. Ooh, Mr. Deadlock. Thanks, as always, for making lockdown more bearable and making me smile. Great work on the latest podcast, as always. Keep up the great work. Vic, you have to read this tweet. Oh, you have to read this t- tweet in an Irish accent. In an Irish accent, so I have. I Go won't on. do it. I won't do it. I, I can't. I just did. <laughs> Damn it. Sorry. Sorry, everyone in Ireland. Sorry. K-June's been on. Hi, guys. A couple of bits of feedback from the Lasso Show. Number one. I look forward to the continued adventures of Albert and Louise and their road to recovery. This is the two broken Vectrexes I bought recently, a couple of months ago. However, yeah. I do hope you refer to the Vaulty Vectrexes, collectively as Vert Vix Vect Rex. Ooh, do you hear that? As is proper. Number two. I use one of those zero-delay encoders you talked about. I have it in a joystick housing originally as part of the RetroPie setup. I think the housing is pretty similar to one you built for Sean. Like yourself, I'm not a superhuman, so there's no noticeable lag using it with the Pi on my TV. Since I built my cab to house the Pi, I've set the stick up with the interface board to use with my PC, likely to go have it as a dedicated four-way stick, so I've got one handy without having to change a gate every time. Using it with my PC is really good. I compared it with a Hori USB Xbox 360 stick I have, and it seems pretty close in response time. Interested in your experience with that new board, though. Ah, I'm glad you reminded me of that, because that's another pickup I didn't talk about is mm-hmm. I bought one of those Demon Bright USB encoder boards. Ah. It's pretty good. I built it up myself. You've got, you got to put about I don't know, 10 components together, something like that. It's quite easy to solder if you're any good at soldering. And it works quite nicely. I couldn't get the auto fire to work because I think the resistor on there might not be quite in there. It's one of those really tiny SMD resistors. I don't think it's quite sitting in there probably. I might have to change that. But it's a tiny little board. And it works quite nicely. So they're supposedly better than the zero delay ones. But I've never had a problem with the zero delay, to be honest with you. Because mm. one of our listeners said that he was having problems with it, with lag. But I've never noticed the problem. And you'd think with the name zero delay, it would have not much of a delay on it. So, yeah, I'm glad he's reminded me of that. I did get one. They're pretty good, those Demon Bright things. So if you can't get a zero delay or you want something a bit better, get one of, one of those Demon Bright ones. Mm-hmm. got a, a message here from matt neo mk just a good luck message message wishing you all the best with your move to glasgow Vic. You. having und- having undertaken a few major moves in my time there are so many things to get your head around oh, like driving and opening doors and putting beds in the right room you ever put a bed in the front room i'll put a bed in the kitchen before that's not wise it's, no you just can't do chips it chips everywhere I, chips in your bed i've had chips in my bed it was a good night out that and a bit of kebab meat <laughs> Anyway, hope it all turns out okay, especially getting your cows carefully from one end of the country to to the... I'm always interested in following your tinkerings. I've done a small amount of that in the past. I know it takes a lot of time and effort to produce something you are happy with. Thanks for the Vectrex and BBC controllers, by the way. Would you sell him some? I did, yeah. Nice. One particular project hit home recently as about three or more years ago, I did something similar. This was the Pi project built into a controller so you could simply take it to a hotel, plug it into an HMI, HDMI and you're away. I've done one of them. Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a full Pi system in one of the bigger controllers up there. They're well worth doing, they are, yeah. See what you think of my Champ Explorer effort. Mine started when I, when I spotted the controller at a revival event in Warsaw. I saw that one and it's been... It's been to a few revivals as that because mm-hmm. I wondered what was going on. So it was just a joystick plugged into a, an LCD. Oh, cool. 
I liked the stick and thought I could just about squeeze a Pi Zero in there, and it went from there. The crux was linking the GPIO header to the Mega Drive wiring cable and finding a GPIO driver which mapped to the controls. Mm. Years ago now, I built my I built my pride and joy Mr. Do Bar Top Cab. I know, no, CR, no CRT in there, so not ideal, mm. which I originally used with the Maximus Arcade PC front end. I heard that's quite good, though, actually. Yeah, I didn't like that one too much. Maximus is a bit long in tooth, but it's still better than Hyperspin by a long way. Yeah. However, I'm currently in the middle of a project adding more classic computer games to BBC Spectrum to the Coin Ops Next 2 Retro FE package. What's that? Is Coin Ops is the uh, Xbox, original Xbox, yeah. yeah. It's Xbox, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. I wonder, if, wonder what his involvement is in there. That's good. And I plan to replace Maximus with Next 2. The Coin Ops Next 2 comes with a very limited selection of BBC games. Have you ever seen it? I have not. I've got a proper BBC in front of me with one of those. MMC cards in it with like hundreds of games on there. So I've got, Ooh. I think, every BBC game that was ever made. However, it is the first time I've found a way to play BBC games easily without having to use real hardware. More recently, I did an arcade Tron themed mini cab. Ooh, that's nice. Ooh, Nine inch screen using a Pi 3B Plus, soon to be 4B. Tiny little thing, but it controls really well, and I'm happy with the vinyl finish and LED backlight on the marquee Ooh, cool. once the once the 4b goes in hopefully this means dreamcast some saturn and some n64 should be possible i've got a 4b but i've never tried anything above 16 bit because i'm not mega interested really mm. some of the play oh i did i tried a playstation one game because yeah. i did a i did a twin stick shooter podcast and i tried robotron 60 robotron x and robotron 64 yeah, and that, that, they were both on the Pi 4, and that was the N64, and they worked flawlessly, yeah. Cool. I would recommend you check out Darish Zone Retro Machine 512 gig build. Oh, yeah, I think he's ch- showed me this, okay. which is due out, due out in the next few weeks, many months in development, but it looks like it could be the best all-round retro build for the recent Pis. It's got everything on it, Yeah, everything. I've got one of those, I can't remember, it's not that, that name, but it's another one I've got on my... GPI, GPI, is it Retro Flag? It's like a little mm. Game Boy, reproduction Game Boy, original Game Boy, but it's got a Pi Zero in it, and you put it in the cartridge port at the back, and it's got tons of stuff on it. It's got an image with like every retro emulator and every game you can think of. It's got tons on there, absolutely tons. It's brilliant. So I presume it's going to be one of those kind of affairs, which is just a catch-all for everything you ever want to play. Hmm. Did you ever see those recreated Spectrums from Elite Systems? They look and feel like a brand new 48K Spectrum. Yes, no, I did. I didn't see them. They were quite limited, but they were really good, apparently. And what people have done is just... Because they're supposed to be just a keyboard for a PC, I believe. But what people do is they put in pies inside of them and make them like a proper Spectrum. Oh, that's clever. Pretty cool. The game shops, you know, the brand game, yeah. ended up flogging them off cheap a few years back, and I picked one up for about twenty pounds. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it's just a Bluetooth keyboard, and originally connected with tablets or phones. Ooh. It never worked very well at the time with serious lag Ooh. when playing games. My next tinkering project will be a Raspberry Pi 3A inside. Add a tiny little decent lithium battery for power. Root root off the sound with one of those mini amps, and you could that you use on the Vectrex to. T- Two mini speakers and then router HDMI connectors as the front of the unit. I'll then use the Fuse Spectrum emulator. I think I've used that one. I use that one, yeah. Dead easy with Bluetooth to control it. It should be possible to play 128,000 games. I think he means one to eight K games. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But have the nice AY sound coming out of the speakers for a more authentic specky experience. No, the 128K Spectrum's got the AY chip in it. Oh, yeah, sorry. So it's got proper arcade sound in it it as well. It's got some good sounds, yeah. I've seen it done with the Pi Zero without speakers, so hopefully doable. Anyway, enough rambling. Good luck with the move. Perhaps at some point next year we could do a 10p arcade meet at Arcade Club. Ooh, That'd be cool, love wouldn't to. it? I'd love to. Ho- hopefully the event scene will be back up and running, I hope so. By the way, do you still intend to talk about Pixel Bunker next month? It's not open until June. Yeah, that's one that uh, James RGP's involved with. Yes, in Milton Keynes. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Ooh, now I'll be in Scotland. I don't think I'll get a chance to go and see it. But yeah, we should visit it one day supposed to be quite good definitely get down there mm-hmm. but perhaps there is an eager lo- local listener that'll be able to provide the scoop keep up the good work on the podcast i listen to a lot of retro us podcasts now so it's great to hear dedicated news about arcades from the uk perspective yeah cool thank you very much for that matt neo mk yep um the, the milton Keynes thing the pixel bunker does look promising to try and get there sometime mm. yeah do a report on that Need more seven arcades, don't you, down there? No, we need more Glasgow ones. That's what you need. Yeah. Definitely Glasgow ones. Is Super Barrio still open? Super Barrio. I believe so, yeah. I went there last time I was up there. It was probably over a year ago now. Though, but I'll, I'll be visiting that again soon. The real Bounty Bob's been on. Not the false Bounty Bob. The real Bounty Bob. God. Hi, Victor and Sean. Just to say, I'm still really enjoying the podcast. Very amusing. And keep great company when I'm working, decorating. Keep the good work. And that's from the bounty, real Bounty Bob and Atari age. Oh, there's a big long one as well, actually. This is from someone called Mike TV. He was in Challenge Chocolate Factory. Uh, he's given us a score for Viper Phase 1. Thank you for that. Good score. Uh, hi, both. Really enjoy your podcast. Thought I would join in in the high score action in Viper Phase 1. Found it to be a great-looking shooter, which offered a pretty steep difficulty curve, but very playable game. Arguably, we shouldn't expect any less by 1994. That said, Level 2 defeated me on a single credit, so my score is pretty low. More time on this, and I'm sure I can keep, creep up to level 3. I've been listening to your show for a couple of years now and thought it high time I get a score in. I grew up in the 80s and 90s in landlocked Sheffield before moving to the other side of Pennines to sunny Preston some 23 years ago. Sheffield being as far from the arcade-drenched coastline as possible, really, but my arcade experiences were actually pretty good, or rad, to use arcade parlance. <laughs> they were mm. rad. Rad, man. As my secondary school had an adjoining youth club, which we were free to use during break times, and this area had arcade cabinets. This was the very early 90s, so the arcade scene was well on its way out, and the selection was a bit of a step with the trends of time. But we had the likes of Atari Star Wars, the stand-up version, Gauntlet, Vigilante, and Salamander, to name a few. They would be swapped out every couple of months or so. I've had a recent conversation with my brother to confirm I had, hadn't misremembered this. Arcade machines at school, but it was indeed a reality that we just took for granted at the time. Perhaps because some of these cabs were 10 years old by that point, and consoles were new, the new hotness. But I just loved those cabs. Further to this, we had a shopping mall called Crystal Peaks in suburban 80s Sheffield, which housed arcades too. Highlights for me were in the early 90s were hits like Mortal Kombat 2, and he apologises for that, Star Trek The Next Generation Pinball, Anywho, fast forward to 2017, and I picked up a Raspberry Pi 3 with a passing interest in running some old games. Hooked up a PS3 pad, which didn't quite do it. He bought a bar top. This was a bit closer, but not quite. Then stumbled on a full-size replica of a Donkey Kong cab on eBay. It was listed as a Street Fighter 2 cab, but I saw through the gaudy artwork and weird colour scheme. Put in a new control panel, an artwork, and boom, full-size first cab. 
I now have two more cabs, Pac-Man and a large main two-player Goliath style. My logic is that Pac-Man, actually a vintage cabaret jammer cab, is for verticals with Pac-Man artwork for aesthetic purposes. DK is for DK. And the MAME is for two-player games. I was interested in your recent discussion of screens. And here is my two penneth. CRTs are the best. No issue there. However, I'm interested in game preservation and getting the experience as close to the arcade perfect as possible. CRTs are dying. There must be alternatives. Here's mine for now which is probably similar to some of your listeners. My main cab room is a widescreen LCD, a 32-inch. A Pi 4 is a CPU. I have an arcade-only image that runs the game in the correct ratio in the centre of the screen. So vertical is just that, for example, and do not stretch the image. The side panels can be black, but I have them running as the, uh, as the original bezel. Further to this, I added a shader, one in particular which offers a barrel distortion and phosphor glow, which adds a barely perceptible fuzz to the image, which is difficult to describe. Anyway, for me, this is very close to CRT. And this tech keeps getting better. I would like to think that in the near future there will be options that are parallel to the CRT experience. I've recently acquired a Deco Astrofighter shell as my next project. Ooh, nice. I have a Pi to Scott unit, so we'll be experimenting with a domestic CRT TV, which is still more ubiquitous than the arcade CRTs for now. CRT is the best way to play, but they're dying and we need alternatives and they're slowly getting better. And I think that you two are doing for the game preservation is amazing. Victor's tinkerings and finding ways around getting obsolete tech to work and Sean at the awesome arcade club. What less learned folk like myself can do is look for ways to keep the scene alive by sharing the enthusiasm for game culture and promoting those who help everyone access classic games more easily. Keep the good work, chaps. And that's, thank you for that long email, Mike TV. Yeah, the filters, the main filters. Yeah, the shaders, he calls them, yeah. Yeah, you can, I found, I found a site, I wonder if I can put it a link. Yes. And it's 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 a bit of, I think it's a bit of C or something, or Lua or something going on, so you don't really understand the code. Right. But you, you just you just do it, and I had it on this Linux laptop, and it, it's, it's a quite convincing curved kind of display. Really? Yeah, with it with, with like the little phosphor blooms almost. It's not it's not there, but it, it looks really good. If you had that in a cabinet with a proper arcade bezel around it in a plastic bezel and some smoked glass in front of it, I bet you couldn't tell. I bet it's getting there. Yeah, I bet it's getting there because once it's behind the, the smoke perspex or smoke glass you've got in a cab, it'd be difficult to actually see a, a physical curve. And if you if your 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 eye is seeing a curve, it's going to be quite convincing, I reckon. Mm. I used one of those shaders ages ago, just on the Mac, on the on the version of Mac, uh, May made on the Mac, and it did look quite interesting because this one I think it had little scan lines on it as well. It had like you know the um, the retrace lines when you first turn a monitor on. It's quite yeah. clever, and it sort of looked a bit washed out. Like the monitor wasn't a very good monitor, even if it was on a five K Mac screen. Yeah, and if you could get a low lag monitor as well, then. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like a, a CRTs, they're just beautiful, but they are. They're, they're not f- going to last forever, are they? Unless someone can reproduce them somehow. Yeah, I think you can still get parts for a lot of them, so you know they are still repairable for now, anyway. But yeah, maybe in the future. Mm. Cool. Thank you for that. Uh, keep sending us the feedback. We like it. Friendly shout outs. My shout out. I've got one. I remembered. Go on, then. For, to Darren Hatton for looking into Groovy Arcade for us. Thank you very much. It I is gave him up awesome. yours earlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm giving a shout-out. 
Shout out to all the arcade lads in my arcade chat. They're, they're, they're lovely. And shout out to... Can I shout out to the whole, whole world every week, week or is it just a bit that's, boring? That's just lazy. It's lazy. I'll shout out to half the world then. Okay. So like Northern Hemisphere. And I'll shout out to the Southern Hemisphere next month. Okay. That right. I've got some proper shout outs. First one, Phil Phil Nez for life for the help on asteroids PCB weirdness, and also for posting that seventy four LS two five one. It did the job. Brilliant. Also, thank you for Mister Tronads for help with one of next show's games. Mm. He managed to find the ROM for me. Also, thank you for Hitesh for alerting me to the DK hack. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's not coming out public release until the twentieth of June. Not too far away, is it? But that that hack is a lot of fun to play. You basically replace your DK ROM in main with this. You can rename the old ROM to DK Original or something. You put this in your folder and it plays as Donkey Kong. But you've got to use versions of main that don't check for CRCs. I'm not sure which versions mm. do or whatever. But yes, yeah, it works on my main PC I've got in front of me here. It works lovely. It amazes me, the, the love for this game. It's just... Oh, God, yeah goes on and on and on doesn't it and i i have no real interest in donkey kong I just... that's because you are wrong 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 i must be you know, do you know who you are millions of people love it you know who you are go on donkey wrong <laughs> i made a funny i made a funny oh we're all dead now <laughs> there's just not enough bullets mate in it no bullets whatsoever you got a hammer but that's not good if you go on that link i've put on the website and look at this guy's... Mm. He's done a load of them. But the jungle one looks really cool as well. Puts coconuts and vines and stuff in Donkey Kong. It's great. Donkey Kong 3 was the best one. No, don't be silly. Yeah, that's that's quite a good game. Moron. <laughs> it's not bad. Right, Sean. Yes. Cue the music. Sean Holly, yes. are you ready... For an incredibly hard quiz. No. Can you not let me off? This I've quiz... Written, I've written some stuff in here that you shouldn't read out. Can you give... You have not, you've not sent me the answers. I said, no, please send me the that's answers. That's not how before, quizzes work. Before recording to make me more, look more knowledgeable than I actually am. You'll get one of these right, I reckon. Do you know what the, the scary thing is? Right, yeah. If you asked if you asked me all this ten years ago, I would have known it. I would have remembered. You it. won't know but, these, but now <laughs> you won't know these. Now I just can't remember nothing. This is called Quiz One Sixty Four Brackets. What kind of game is this? <laughs> you've got a chance, son. You've got a chance. I, I've got um, every. No, I haven't really, have I? I've got no, no, no. <laughs> Mister Sean Terence Theobald Holly. Yes. Question one. Bananas. Oh, no, sorry, go on. What kind of a game is Kitten Caboodle? Maze. <laughs> Incorrect. What is it? It's a pango-type game where you're pushing blocks around. That's a maze game. That maze is too easy. You've got to get it closer than that, son. I will be the adjudicator on how close you get it. Can I get half a point for that? No. Because he's, he's in a maze. You can have an eighth of a point. Let me write these down. It's a movable maze. I'm having that. I'm just going to get my pencil case out in a minute. There you go. Oh, dunk. I'll keep scores. You got an eighth of a point for that one. 
Can I have eight? No, eighth of a point. Alright, go on then. Question two. Yes. What kind of game is Curry Kinton? Platformer. Incorrect. It's a scrolling fighter. Question three. What kind of a game is Legion Spinner 87? Vertical shoot 'em up. Correct. Got that one. 1.125 of a point so far. Question four. What kind of a game is Maze of Flot? And you can't say Maze. Oh. Maze of Flot. If you can describe your character and maybe another game that it's like, I'll give you two points. Is it like a bubble bubble kind of thing? You are a car, and it's a car maze game like Rally X. Maze, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. That's the only one I've heard of. So I'm getting better. Question five. What kind of a game is Sparkman? Sparkman. Sparkman. Dig Dug type of thing. No, it's a game. It's a run and gun, rather like Rolling Thunder. Sparkman. 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 You just made these up. Nope. Question six. What kind of a game is Plump Pop? <laughs> what? Plump Pop. Plump, plump Pop. Try saying that without spitting all over the microphone. Plump it, Pop. It is a, a seven series odyssey about a balloon that gains weight oh. and then you, you've, oh. got a, you've got a steering through a maze. One of those words has something to do with the game. Balloon? Like balloon yeah. fight? No. No. Crazy, crazy balloon. It's a bat and ball game where you, your cute little characters, I think you're like teddies or something on the bottom, and you bounce a pig around. I think it's a pig. And you hit balloons like a bat and ball game. Oh, that, 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 that classic. Thanks. Question seven. What kind of a game is Mustache Boy? That is... You've probably heard of that one. Moustache boy. Like a bishy-bashy thing. No, no, it's a paint-the-floor, kind of like Amadar kind of thing. Of course, of course. with his moustache, I remember now. Question eight. What <laughs> kind of game is Wits? W-I-T-S. W-I-T apostrophe S. Wits. It's... I was going to say something rude then. Rhymes with something, but you can't, can you? No. Wits. It's a guy, he's at his wits end because he's been given some incredibly obscure quiz questions that he's made up. It's a barricade your enemy, kind of like Tron light cycles game. Right. You run around and trying to barricade someone in. Of course. You're doing well, Sean. One one and an eighth points out of eight so far. Question nine. What Mm. kind of game is China Gate? Ooh. Must hurry you. A plate spinning thing? No, it's a scrolling platform game. Uh, and you'll be glad to hear this is the last question. Mm. What kind of game is... Ah! Is that a maze game? A-A-A-R-G-H. No, it's not. Not, not a maze game, what is it? No. Think of... Think of ah! Someone falling off a cliff. It's a monster brawler like Rampage. You control big like dinosaur monster type things and oh, smash cities no. up and that. 
So, Sean, out of 10, you got 1.125 points. <laughs> that is your Red worst ever. They, right, this next, your next quiz. Bring it on, son. Bring it. I'm, I'm going to say, what's the middle letter of a 1999 beat-em-up starring... Yeah. Told you, I'm good at these. Yeah. Got it right. <laughs> Damn it. You looked so dejected then, listeners. Damn it. <gasps> Poor lad. You did very badly in that. Very That's badly. That's because questions were written through someone who, like, Me. knows no stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have known many of them either, to be honest with you. Feature game review. And here is a word from our sponsor. I'm the fascinating snake. I can make you with fear shake. I'm a reptile in tropical regions found. I live in hollows of trees, in grass and sand and seas. I lay my eggs in burrows in the ground. Right. This game is called Viper Phase 1, which is the second coolest shmup game name ever. Do you know what the coolest one is? Raiden 2. Radiant Silver Gun. Ooh, that's quite good, isn't it? Rolls off the tongue like a... Like a... What, like something like a... Like a Malteser. Yeah. Down on the floor. From Cebu Kiatsu, 1995, licensed to Fabtech in USA for, for them sending it out to USA. Absolutely. Fabtech. Fabtech. No, that's what I was probably short for, isn't it? Fab Technology. And this was your pick. No surprises, because you like a VSEU. Not sure. Vertically scrolling. Shoot them up. Yes. Intel i386 processor at 25 megahertz. So this is quite interesting, you know. Because mm. it's got the same... It runs on a, a cartridge, doesn't it, on the PCB? Yeah. And I remember Alex bought a Jammer Cub once, years ago, and he stored it in my house. I think I had it to make a panel for him or something. And it had that PCB in it with Raiden Fighters in it, I think. Mm. And I don't remember ever looking at it and thinking, oh, that's a PC. But that's a, basically a, an old 386 PCB. A PC, isn't it? Kind of, yes. It's got a Z80 in it as well. Z80 and a Yamaha sound chip. The hardware was called a Cebu SPI, and it used mm. cartridges, as we, said, as we said. Other games on it are Raiden Fighters and Battle Balls, Ooh. which looks a bit like a puzzle bubble kind of thing. Sounds cool. Do you know, I, I looked at, I had a quick look on eBay, and there's one of these cassettes, whatever they're, Viper Phase 1, £729. For, for Viper Phase 1? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I don't realise that's expensive. That's crazy. I would never pay for that for this game. No, it's a lot, isn't it? Joystick yeah. and two buttons, auto-fire, speed can be changed in these settings. The settings are hidden. You've got to go into service mode. Yep. But they are set, set to the fastest anyway. Okay. And a bomb and a simultaneous two-player action, like all shoot-em-ups after, like, 1987, really, is available. Ooh. And it sounds just like this. Cool sounds. Right, I've got an implausible backstory for you here. Go on. Once upon a time, 
your vipers are out of phase <gasps> they need to go back into phase put them into phase one phase one is your best phase the end and you also have to watch out for snakes Ooh. Mm. there's no snakes in it is there there's no snacks at all in this I don't think there's any robot snakes. No. This is often called Raiden in Space, even though some Raiden games ventured into space later on. Anyway, this one's just full-on space. Space. It was released after Raiden DX, which was kind of a remix of Raiden 2, Mm -hmm. and before Raiden Fighters. So in between that sweet spot of Raiden Fighters gets a bit more bullet hellish. Yeah, I don't like that. We are playing the new version, which is the main standard version. It has slight differences in the weapons, medals, and bomb deploy time of the other version. I think they, they tweaked it a bit. Okay. It's a vertically scrolling shooter map with eight levels and the pre prerequisite EOLB. End of level boss? End of level boss. After each level, not really a bullet hell as your hitbox is large and there are no slow-moving bullet curtains through which to weave. I've weaved through some curtains. In me time, big metallic robots and big bad guys. Nice, clear blue and yellow bullets so you can see them. Mm-hmm, you can. You can see them easy. Like Star Force. Brilliant. Yep. No chaining. Just collect the medals as they explode out of the enemies and the big carrots. They're not carrots. They're oh, some what? kind of... Who? Some kind of silo thing. Let's just call them carrots. Yeah. The bomb can be used to get you out of trouble, but there is a bit of a delay for it activates, so you've yeah. got to preempt it a bit. It's not as much as a delay as the early riding games, because I tried them and they're abysmal. I don't mind them. If I'm gonna drop a bomb, I know I'm dropping a bomb. But they take ages. This this at least this one's a bit quicker. It's about a second delay, so it's still not great. Uh, like I said, there's no ranking. You know what ranking is in shooting ups, don't yeah, you? I do not like ranking. If you play really well it gets harder. I don't like that. No, not good. Well, it is good. You've got to you've got to play the game at your own game. You got to play the game at its own game. Yeah, I don't like the way you said that. Let alone to, the actual sentiment. To keep the ranking low, mm. you can continue from exactly where you died, which is nice. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less of the point blank deaths than there is with Raiden. Just get used to it. Be good. I'm not having a word said against the Raiden series. Raiden one and two, are the best games ever. These uh, there's a lot of comparisons I do with riding here because it is like a it's by the same people and it's got similar things. Weapons and power ups are sensibly labelled and all but one of them I find useful, which is unusual in a shooter for me. Yeah. There's plenty to collect as well. It's it's not it's not stingy with power ups. B is for bomb. L is for laser. M is for missiles. This is that's the one I don't use too much because they spread out a bit randomly. Right. N is for napalm missile. P is for power-up. I is for IPA. Little man comes out, gives you a drink. You wish. And, du- and W is a wide shot, Oof. which if you want to get maximum, you get you get bonuses. I'll go on to the bonuses in a minute. When you die and lose all your power-ups, you lose all your power-ups, but there's also at least one available to collect when you respawn oh, and you get three bombs back. Swapping weapons doesn't reduce your weapon level easy either, which it does on some of the other games beginning with R and ending with Iden. Yeah. If you've got, like, full laser and you get an M, you go to full missiles. Yeah, so it should be. Bonus points for completing each level, which can be massive compared to the in-level points you get. The the bonuses is based on remaining bombs, medals collected, and enemies and ground targets destroyed. Destroy over 90% of targets, and you're looking at 30 to 50 50 times your score bonus. Mm which can be 250k get 100% 
which you can do on level two. I can only do it on level two at the minute. Right. And you get and you get a total bonus of around eight hundred thousand. Oh cripes. So you can be going into level three with like a million points. I, I, I cannot I cannot do that. Anyway, the weapons are supremely well 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 that they're better than my speech. Yeah, because that's not supreme, is it? <laughs> supremely well balanced. Use the wide shot, for example. Less power forward, but use the most powerful forward shot, the napalm, and you have no no side fire. Is that the one that farts off the green stuff? Yeah. That is quite good, but it's quite distracting. When it hits stuff, it explodes. And it's quite distracting. Look at that, but it's quite powerful. The explosions are fantastic. Yeah, but they, they're distracting for me. So cool. Mm. Stage one is apparently, I've got this off a of wiki, enemy spaceport. Stage two, battleship Armada one. You've got space station, storage facility, asteroid belt, which is like a normal belt but filled with asteroids. Ooh. So you don't want it around your waist to keep your jeans up. Battleship Armada's part two, space colony. Oh, space colony. And the final one, giant missile silo. Silo, and I've put here discuss the auto fire paradox. There's a paradox. You know the Cloverfield paradox. Yeah, I know it well. <laughs> this is the auto fire paradox. Right, you've got this game auto fire, Darius Gaiden auto fire, Truxton two auto fire. I think these games with auto fire are harder than games with standard fire because they they know. You're not pressing the fire button, so the enemies are more aggressive. That is what I think. Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to sort of try and do two or three things at once. You can just mm. hold the button down and dodge around and keep an eye on things, but they make them a harder difficulty because of that reason. Yeah, like all the cave games are the same. They they make they make them harder because you just keep your finger on the fire button. Whereas if you get a game like 1942 or Volgus or something like that and you add an auto-fire cheat to it which it wouldn't have originally had, the game gets easier because you've got more firepower and the game mm. isn't getting any harder to go with that, to accompany that. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think some of these are harder. I think if this had normal fire... It'd make it easier. And the, the baddies, they'd, they'd sort of turn down the baddies' attacks a bit, I think. Yeah, I, I prefer that, I reckon. Mm. Mind you, the Sikio games don't do that. Ugh. I hate those games. They don't have proper auto fire, and they just get really hard. Horrible things. No, don't like any of them. Tips and secrets. Keep moving. Gotta keep on moving. We've got a soul to soul, is it? Keep on moving. Don't stop. Get on with it. Learn the set piece attacks of the squads of of baddies, as I don't think anything is random. It's all patterns, I think. Yeah. Use bombs purely to get out of trouble. I do, or apart apart from level two, and I just spam bomb the boss because his bullets are evil. Yeah, people have complained about that one. Yeah, or I think level three boss is easier. Mm. Or cargo cargo pod. I've written here. It's not a big carrot. It's a cargo pod. Oh. As it's descending, oh, release, yeah. You shoot it as it's descending. It will release five medals, but it's when it's going back up the screen, it releases ten medals, and you shoot it. So you've got to, you've got to, got to. You know, shoot right, shoot it right. Is that video game physics? Because if it only had five, if it had ten in there to begin with and you shoot it, why wouldn't ten come out? Don't know. A, A. It can't can't double the amount just by going up the screen. What's going on? What's going on, Saibu? Hmm? Perhaps. Perhaps. At night.
Perhaps it teleports them Perhaps. to somewhere else. Might teleport the other fact to somewhere else. No. But these are secrets from a really good site, rfemporium.gh, okay. and it's the Raiden games and this, uh, I think it's Raiden Fighters onwards and this. There are two types of medals in Viper Phase 1, 500 points and a 1,000 points. So you can't chain them. There's none of that silly stuff going on. And while the medals will stop shimmering for a brief moment, if you grab the medal at the moment, it's not shimmering, you would be rewarded extra points. So there is a bit of skullduggery. Yeah. The, uh, the medals could be worth two or 3,000 respectively. Mm. Destroying all the storage tanks in Stage 4 will give you a 40,000 bonus. I found that out myself. Destroying a formation of flying spheres in stage four is worth 1,000 points. Each additional consecutive formation is a bonus 1,000 points. Yeah, if you can get into level four, you can pick up. I've never seen level four. A good 100,000 as you get there. Yeah. This is from Neil 20 to 5. There are lots of other bonuses, like 100k for letting a third static medal being carried through the tunnel, then waiting for it to stop flashing just before it leaves the screen and collecting it. All right. How did he work that out? I'm not sure where he means there. Oh, how do you work that out? I don't know. Graphics and sound, I think. The main tune is awesome. Very yep. memorable. I liked it. Other music, very good and fits the game perfectly, in my opinion. Graphics are very detailed and manage to be varied despite flying over a lot of grey terrain. Yeah. Some of it is is still varied. Explosion and debris animations are some of the best I've ever seen in a 2D game. They're just so well animated. Yeah, well, the earlier riding games are as well. Because when you mm. when you blow stuff up, stuff spins off of it and things like that. Not just explosion, yeah. you see bits flying off and spinning in the air. I love those. Cabinet art. There was a Fabtech flyer that indicates a kit was available. I found a single picture of someone who's done a, a, a kit. Yeah. And, it, and it's just like the standard... Fabtech side art, and there's a there's a proper marquee. I that, think. that cabinet we're looking at on our notes here, listeners, is a American Dynamo cap. You always know mm. by those angle bits on the control panel. The control panel is just a fab. It's just a green panel with the words Fabtech all over it in yellow. It's got a Fabtech very boring square sticker on the side of the cab, and it's got Viper Phase One marquee which has just got the word viper phase one and some spaceships on it it's very dull looking isn't it yes it looks like it's got a what they call a move strip on the bottom of the bezel as well yeah telling you what the buttons do and what to fight and all that so it probably tells you all about the pickups and stuff as well yeah mm. trivia trivia viper phase one's soundtrack is an unlockable bonus in the playstation release of ride and dx yeah i've got yeah. that how do you open that up then that's interesting uh, you can only do it on a full moon when you're dressed in, in like, werewolf pyjamas. Oh, I'll have to get some. Mm. Anyway, your ship is apparently called the Judge Spear, and player two is called Blue Javelin. Ooh. And this is some trivia about riding fighters. I don't know why I put this in. It was riding fighters. It was actually called Gun Dogs at the prototype stage. It's called Gun Dogs. That's quite a good name, isn't it? Thank you for that. Gun Dogs. Gun Dogs. Dogs with guns. Let us take a look at the scores, guys. Ooh. Oh, my Lord. There's some big scores in this compared to what I got. What did I get again, Sean? I forgot. Oh, get two million. No, I'm quite low. I'm quite low. I think I'm number three at the bottom, actually. <laughs> right, let's do the scores. Ed Horse has been on, and Ed has not been playing well. I don't know why. Maybe his hooves are worn down. 35,508. Salberg, 262. 
Why, why are all these numbers? They're not. They're not in tens, are they? They're like in single digits. You get a three and a four and an eight at the end. That is weird, isn't it? So yeah. Sal's got two hundred and sixty-two thousand six hundred and thirty-three, mm. and it's not janky enough for Sal. He says, not bad, but not good enough to bring me back for more. I saw a hint about the next game on Twitter, which looks like it's going to be a universal game. Looking Oof. forward to it. I put a picture of the tiny bit of the score of the, one of the next games we're playing. And Sal's getting excited already. Uh, I am the next one up. I've got 263,645, I think. Not great. Not great. Right. Rav, UK vet legend. 323,000. I'm not going to sell you the bit. Yeah, it's not worth it, is it? Paul McGaskey, 356k. As all the same, he's, he's holding on to his sanity, but only just it's slipping. It's yeah. slipping. He, he messaged me saying, like, he, he can hear things that are not there mm. and he can see things that are, he can't hear. You know, it's just, he's just losing it. Or is that me? That's definitely you. What was his score? 357,000 is but brutal without being ridiculous. Enjoyed, although the sound seemed to be a bit off on my main setup. Someone else has said that. So I think someone said the, the Pi version wasn't great, the sound. Mm. So Mike TV got 418,762. Drumsy got 411,000. And Drumsy says, got a few goes on this arcade club for the 10 pence arcade challenge. Really enjoying it. Every time I die, it's my own fault, which makes me want to play with one more time. Yeah, and I met him last week. Good to, good to have a chat. Brian Haribo, 419,000. I've never been so mad. And there's a picture of him putting his V's up at the monitor. This one must have, <laughs> this one must have upset him. Yeah. Old Man Steve, 424,000. One punch, Rob. <laughs> that was two, that's two punches, Rob. As much as I like this game, I can't beat the second boss as its shots move quicker than my ship. Yeah, yeah, you need a faster mm. ship. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Also, the really bad sound on the pie. Ah, right, for this uh, game is making my ears bleed. You don't bleed your ears, do you? No. Uh, Chris K. June, 482,000. Nothing to blame for this poor showing other than lack of effort stroke commitment. Do like this, though. It just makes me want to play more Raiden. <laughs> Absolutely. Raiden. Exploding Pinball Man, 582k. Uh, technical, tactical Giles, 664,000. Really like this one. Not too bullet helly and very fair with the power-ups when you lose a life. Not even good enough to trouble the high-score table at Arcade Club UK, unfortunately, but had a lot of fun trying. Mark, happy dude, 723,000. Zestora, 784k. Ping Barber, bing, 797,000. Got this score earlier on, but can't beat it after many tries. Beat the second boss once. It's pretty good and quite fair. The autofire is welcome. Looking forward to the next game. Pilbo, 899,000. Mr. Messi, he's friends with Mr. Tickle. No? Yeah. 948,000. Mr. 20 to 5, 955,000. And his main observations are, one, it's all about the bonuses, and two, the smart bomb should be named as Sluggish Bomb. Mm. Mm, slug Bomb, good. He is Jimmy, 1,015,000. Fluked 100% level one at Arcade Club. Spot Ooh. the lampshade in the screen, yeah. I've, I've checked the, I checked the settings at Arcade Club. They are correct. To earn the 800k bonus. Nice, polished shooter, if a little bit modern for my tastes. Ooh, nice one. Soul, another million point player. 1,045,000. Chuffing right enjoy this. Can't see me getting past level three, though. Damn my aging reflexes. I'm 97, you know. 
<laughs> Bill Wellham, a million and sixty-one thousand. Final thoughts. It's tough but fair. It looks good. Power-ups are okay, but don't seem to increase that much. Ship movement could be a bit quicker, a bit soulless. In the end, I went back to playing some Ryden and Truxton too. Next, please. Bottons, one million and seventy-seven thousand. Ross, 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 Ross. He put a picture on. Did you send him some? And he put a picture on Twitter. And the address you'd put for the postman was Ross, 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 Ross. Was that yes, you? Yes, yes. And I <laughs> sent him the wrong thing as well. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Million and seventy nine thousand. Millionaires Club got a massive bonus on second boss. Really enjoying this. Now I'm playing the correct version. Yeah, there's a few versions. It's a schmop without the craziness. Uh, Louis Wellham. 1.13 million beat his dad well done he's still he's still playing well El Meepo 1 million 149 thousand with lots of R's he's got 1.303 million and here's his feedback tremendous work chaps yours would still be the best value retro arcade podcast out there even if the 10 pence of the title was the entrance free and not just the nostalgia button. And what an interesting choice of game this month's challenge. I've always been a big fan of the Raiden games. I remember really falling for the first one when it came out, even back then in 1990 or whatever. It had a bit of a retro vibe, running like a pumped-up twin cobra. So I was keen to give its mutant offshoot a whirl. On first place, on first play, Viper Phase 1 new version seemed like a chip off the old block. I loved it. On second play, I was hooked. By the third play, I was thinking, this is great, but where's my extra man? On fourth play... I conclude it was too flipping difficult, but I persevered. After three weeks hard slog, I still think it's brutal. I haven't yet made it past level three boss, but I have figured out a few surefire tricks for score maxing. First one, level one, as tempting as it may be, don't shoot the third metal crate as it moves up the tracks. Let it go all the way under the bridge. As soon as it comes back out again, shoot it, revealing the metal. But, and here's the really tricky bit, don't collect it until it stops flashing, which is just before it disappears on the bottom of the screen. Took me about 40 tries to get that right, but it's worth a 100,000 point bonus. Right, right. Second one, don't shoot the flying Easter eggs until they come down from the top of the screen and are on the way back up again. If you do that, you get double the number of medals, which translate into a massive end of level bonus. Third one, shoot everything right in face. Here's my best effort so far. I reckon I could squeeze out a few more 100,000, even with getting to level four. Drone ads. 1.396 million. I would try to make some time to play this one as I really like it. He, pl- he posted this earlier on. Jeremy Riley. 1.445 thousand million billion zillion points. That's it. No more. I've spent two weeks chasing this score. I'd played it a couple of times. And now it's in my top five vertically scrolling shooter along with Star Force, Halley's Comet and Slap Fight. Thank you. Ooh, some good games there. ZX Michael, 1,506,000. Not usually my type of game, but quite enjoyed this despite being rubbish at it. That's not rubbish. Yeah, you're not rubbish. And Mr. Holly. 1.768 million, Mr. Holly. That's a good score. What level do you get to? Four. Really? Yeah, what I was doing, if I didn't get 100% on level two, so if I didn't get a million on level two with two lies left, I was quitting. Oh, God. Didn't they get boring really quick doing that? Yeah, I got right fed up of it. And when I finally broke through it, so I had two lives to get through level three and I made it to level four. But, yeah, I, was, I thought, right, I'm not enjoying this now. It's just a slog. So I've gone back to playing it. Mm. Just, But that was my score, 1.768 yeah. million. Well, Charlie Fars beat you. He's got 1.914 million. Very nice shmup, but brutal. Fluked my way to level four. 
He's very modest, and he? he didn't fluke it. He's just awesome. Yeah. G.J. Harris has done well on this one. Yes. 1,982,000. Pretty mundane, this game, to be honest. Devoid of anything. Just doesn't want to make you play more than a few games. Lackluster after the superb Raiden series. You can choose better, Holly. But he's still come second. Yeah, still can score. And Mr. Matt Neo MK has been on. 2,070,080 points. Revised score. After pushing it some more, I finally made it to level 4. Brutal but addictive shooter. On level 2, play halfway up the screen to kill enemies early. Helps with the S-wave ships. On level 3, start high and ease down slowly on star enemies. So, most people have only got halfway through the game and getting 2 million points. Mm. So I presume if you could do the game, you'd be on to 2... You'd be on to like th- 4 million points? 5 million? I watched... A, there's a playthrough of some guy... One CC in it and getting a hundred percent every level. Oh my god! And he got—I think it was twelve million points. He ended up with. So you got to shoot every single ship for a hundred percent. Yeah, every and every single ground target as well. Oh god! How the hell do you do that? So you have to get the wide shot so you capture everything. But the yeah. thing with the wide shot is it's not very powerful forward shot. So you're struggling in the centre of the screen to shoot everything. Wow. So I managed to do that through level two. And then level three, I thought, I missed a few, so I'll just switch back to the napalm ones and the laser. Yeah. And I didn't get, didn't get much through that and got onto level four. Yeah. There's no ports and sequels. This is sort of a sequel to Raiden, I suppose, kind of thing. Mm. Not really a part of the series, but it's a similar game. Changes and improvements... Obvious one, an immediate smart bomb. Not a one-second delay smart bomb. An mm. immediate smart bomb. So a panic button, really, to get you out of the poop when you're in the poop. Yeah. A speed-up option, you know them? Yes, I definitely agree there. I think the ship did move a little too slow. Yeah, and little PC engine shooters that had the buttons where you could change the auto fire or the speed on the on the fly. That'd be good. You could they, This could be speed one, and you could have it up to speed four. You cheating get. That's what you're be on. Weird, that'd be weird. Extra lives. Why no extra lives? None at all? You can't find any anywhere. There's no, nothing hidden. Really? Yeah. That's weird for a game, isn't it? You've got to do it on three lives. Oh, Lord. That is difficult. This one really got on my nerves. There's a... When you die and you come back, you've got... Yeah. Normally on a shooting up, you'd have three or four seconds you know you flash yeah and then you can, but this is it's maximum of two seconds oh and then you can get hit again and yeah you, you're trying to get like the p power up and then whatever yeah you need a few seconds to get yourself you get your thoughts collected don't you yeah but it's mm. it's very very strict on that yeah so i'd have a longer a longer grace period yeah i agree with all of those yes Enjoy. Right, annoy or enjoy? What do you think, Nick? I'm a little bit annoyed with it because I just <laughs> found it boring. Did you? Yeah. Mm. I, I was hoping it'd be like the Raiden, the early Raiden series, Raiden 1, 2 and DX, which I thoroughly enjoy. But it just seemed, like GJ was saying, it just seemed a bit soulless. It looks mm. nice. It sounds nice. It just didn't grab me. I played a few games of it, and I just—I think also I think the levels are quite long. They seem to overly long to me. 
I don't mm. actually time them. I don't know if they're any longer than the Raiden games. I don't know. But it just seemed that they were quite long, boring levels with not a lot really going mm-hmm. on. Because I think a lot of the shooters, they have like mid-bosses and stuff, which sort of gives you something different to look at and do. And you're you know, faced with a big boss at the end. But I don't know. There was something about it that just sucked the life out of the game. don't know why. There is lots of sort of mid-level, bigger bosses, you know, sort of formations that come together and you have to shoot yeah. them. But nothing like nothing like what you would call a mid-level boss, I suppose. I can't really fault the game. It does look nice, you know. You can see the bullets easily enough. Your ship does move a little bit slow, so you know if you get shot at a bit too close, you're not going to get out of the way of it. You've got to keep your distance. Mm. You can see the bullets easily enough, I and mean, everything's nice looking, and it's not unfair. I don't think. Um, I do like some of the power-ups. The, the only one that did get me a little bit was the, the napalm one with the, the green sparkly explosions. Mm. I tended to find that that put me off a little bit from playing. I was sort of looking at that and not dodging and what I should be looking at. It sort of obscured my view a little bit. That's just me. Uh, yeah, so I'm a bit annoyed. I wasn't. I didn't like it more. It didn't really mm. give me anything. But it wasn't a bad game by any means at all. It's quite good. Just a bit meh. I think there's. if you look on Main and you have a collection of vertical shooters, you'll probably see a lot of games like this. A lot of games yeah. in that period of time. I think it was a ton of these kind of games. Some better than others, some worse than others. This one's about middle. Mm, fair mm. enough. Sidekick rating seven point six four based on twenty two votes. That's pretty good. Mm. And you enjoyed? I enjoy, yes. A rock solid, no nonsense shooter that hardly puts a foot wrong with amazing gameplay, graphics, sound, and just the right difficulty level. It's like my old English language teacher at school. Tough but fair. Oh, Mr. Viper. Yeah. 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 Davey Viper. Dave Viper. Yeah. Yeah, so if you add all them add all them immediate smart bomb speed up option, extra lives. It would be a little bit better, yeah, I reckon. And shorter levels, slightly shorter levels, maybe more of them. Perfect. It'd be perfect. Mm. Next show's game. Right, this is going to be a little bit different. The next show's game uh, we're not going to do a podcast now for two months because I'm moving and I need some time to do things. Mm. So we're going to have lots to talk about. So what we're going to do is task our listeners with not one, but two games for the next challenge. And there might be a problem on one of them. <laughs> so the first game is Mrs. Dynamite by Universal. The second game is Mr. Do's Wild Ride, also by Universal. The problems are Mrs. Dynamite has only just come out and I'm not sure where you can legally get the ROM from. And I'm, I don't know. I've asked on the Universal Fans Facebook page if I can legally post the ROM on our website for people to play. Because you need the main version 232, which is a v- brand new version of main. Mm. And that isn't out on Raspberry Pi. Thank you for Mr. Trainers for reminding me of this. So Raspberry Pi users won't be able to play it but i'm presuming they've got a pc a windows pc of some sort which they can put main 232 on and mrs dynamite in the rom folder so i'll try and put the rom up on the website for people to download if i'm able to do so but you'll be able to find it elsewhere i can't say where but you'll be able to find it elsewhere. i've got it so anyone can find it the second game is Mr. Do's Wild Ride. So if you can't find that, just play Mr. Do's Wild Ride. 
They're both pretty good games. I really like Mrs. Dynamite, and Mr. Do's Wild Ride is growing on me, but it can be frustrating. So they're both by Universal. The ROM for Mrs. Dynamite is M-R-S-D-Y-N-A, Mrs. Dyna. And Mr. Do's Wild Ride is Do Wild, D-O-W-I-L-D. The lives for both of them are three. Uh, the difficulty is one, beginner. And the extra is easy on Wild Ride. Don't think you've got that sort of option on Mrs. Dynamite. But it's the standard settings on MAME anyway. Mm. Okay, so if you can't find Mrs. Dynamite, just play Mr. Do's Wild Ride. But try and play both of them. They're both good games. But Mrs. Dynamite is kind of an exclusive for us because it's a kind of new old game. It's only just come to MAME, so no one's really played it for a lot of years. Yeah. Yes. And, as ever, you can submit your score to an email to the site, which is vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk. That's my email address for this. Uh, on Twitter, hashtag 10pscore, 10pscore, or Facebook as a comment on the podcast post. Uh, if you haven't got Sidekick app on your mobile phone, you should get it. It's a great way to log your scores and, and keep up with everyone playing games. A UK VAC on a comment on the, on the forum would be great. And the deadline for score submission is miles away. It's 3rd of August, because we've got no July podcast. Wow. And Sean did offer to do a podcast with a guest, but I want to be part of this next one, because I want to talk about Mrs. Dynamite and also Mr. Dude's Wild Ride. So we'll have a bit of a break, and we'll come back revived, won't we, Sean? Yes. And the next podcast will be enrobed in Tartan. Yeah. Because I'll be in Glasgow. <laughs> So, anything more to add? A final punch there, Sean? Thank you all for listening, kids. I wonder if I could do like a an interim podcast that didn't do the didn't talk about the games. What do you reckon? Up to you, mate. I'll I'll leave that to you and your conscience. Have <laughs> a think. I love a think. Anyway, thanks for listening, kids. You've been beautiful as ever. Even you in the corner. Yeah, you. I'm looking at you. Yeah, with the aardvark suit on. We know. We've we've seen yeah. you. Yeah. With your snoot. And you over there. Put that down. Give it to somebody else. Yes. <laughs> and with that, thank you for listening. See you, Sean. See you, listeners, in August. You can download or play the podcast. Read all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk You can email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 